Welcome to another episode of the Mining Your Business podcast, a show all about process mining, data science, and advanced business analytics. Patrick, how are you doing today? I'm confused. You're doing the intro, I'm doing the outro. I'm just generally confused. Well, too bad. (laughs) We are going to break a lot. We will be talking about our past projects and the successes we've had. We will tell you about how much money we saved our customers, how much data we've migrated, and what is Patrick's biggest passion project. Let's get into it. We've been doing this job of process mining architects for quite some time. Um, and uh, we thought like we could just go back in a history a little and think about what success we've achieved. And uh, now uh, when I told Patrick, uh, you know, let's do a success story, he was like, nah, we don't have any <laughs> success. I, I was thinking, we actually do, Patrick, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, the more I thought about it, you know, you made a very good point. We should highlight a little bit our own personal successes. You know, we talk to to so many people and they talk about what they've achieved at their companies. And, and those are all great things. But I think it's time for us to brag a little. What do you think? Yeah, bragging sounds exciting. And what also sounds <laughs> exciting is having this uh, solo episode, because as you mentioned, we uh, did a lot of guests and uh, yeah. it's amazing. And just to talk to these people and uh, just to name a few, I'm not even going to name a few, just, you know, look up uh, our website, miningyourbusiness.com, where you can actually find all the people we've talked to, uh, listen to the episodes and just get the value out of it uh, yourself. It's it's really cool. I think you will not regret and it's uh, it's been a great ride. And I was thinking, let's do this whole episode today. And uh, since it's uh, Friday afternoon of the time of recording, uh, Patrick is, and we will be very honest in this one, Patrick is slightly hungover, right, Patrick? <laughs> uh, slightly. <laughs> you were building that team spirit yesterday, weren't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Uh, team spirit is important. <laughs> team spirit is 100% important. Um, so we were thinking, let's just take it really easy for this one. It's going to be uh, a pleasant journey of an episode where we just talk about what we've, do, what we've been doing in our projects. Uh, we will obviously need to keep some secrets for ourselves. Uh, you know, we can't really say names of these customers of the, of the problems that we were solving. Um, but we will still try to be as open, as, as frank as possible. So let's do it, Patrick. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. And I guess my first project, or it's not really my first project, but first item on my list here that I want to mention as a success is uh, this customer of mine, which I've been working on for almost two years now. Uh, an exciting customer, really, uh, where uh, we were working on accounts payable process and uh, purchase to pay process. And uh, it's been, um, I would say, at times a bumpy road because already at the Ooh. beginning we had uh, I see. Why bumpy? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, when you come to a company that just had a massive uh, data uh, leak uh, and you want them to extract all their data into some cloud, uh, some some cloud environment, you know, they're not very hep- happy about it, are they? Yeah, yeah, that's the type of stuff that gets the secure the data security guys <laughs> into a bit of a frenzy. Yeah, hundred percent. And there was so much pushback already when we were starting with this project. When um, we had to ensure that this pipeline of data extractions was just uh, secure and uh, and then stable and everything. And we, I remember back in the days, I had to uh, also communicate a lot with Salonis, where we were creating a very custom extractor for the customer, uh, a very specific one. 
it was a headache. Don't get me wrong. Like I had to talk to so many people and uh, answering questions I had no answer for. Uh, <laughs> that that was a really a learning experience because there's only so many times where you are in, in, in a room full of experts when uh, you are clearly the least educated person on the topic and you are the person <laughs> who's supposed to give them the answer. So, <laughs> well, I uh, guess in that in that situation, you just have to mediate and find the right people to tell yeah. exactly what the it's definitely what uh, it's definitely a lesson in humility. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be good. I mean, if you were the smartest guy in the room, that'd be a terrifying room to be <laughs> in, Jakub. <laughs> True, true. Uh, however, it's not really, so this is already a success in itself, but it's not really the success that I want to mention. Um, the success we actually got with this customer came later on after almost two years of having uh, a, a nice looking dashboard full of very interesting use cases in place. And what we've been, what we've been struggling there with was the adoption. And and you know it. We everybody knows it. The adoption <laughs> of process mining is a whole different story than than uh, uh, implementation of process mining. I keep mentioning it almost in every episode and how important people skills are in this in this in this role and in this in this type of project. And so what we did there, the company was getting a little, I would say, um, so. How to how to name it? Uh, <laughs> uh, antsy, <laughs> probably. Nervous. Uh, yeah, nervous is a good thing, a good word, because obviously when you are paying a lot of for for ser- for a service provider, uh, for for the An implementation partner, implementation right? partner and everything, you want to at some point see to get some value out of this solution, especially when everybody's just having these success stories, how things are great and how much money they're saving because mm. of the process mining tool. And we weren't there, uh, unfortunately. Right. It pains me to say, but you know, sometimes you have to admit to, to move on. And w- um, why, do you, why do you think that is? Wow, why did it take so long? Uh, I wish I had an answer for that, but I, I don't. I, I always felt like I was doing a lot of things right, uh, but I simply probably... Um, didn't put enough of an of, of thought of what the users would eventually be doing with it and who would the users be. So mm-hmm. while I was focusing on having everything right and everything correct, I wasn't focusing enough on actually um, enabling them uh, to, to 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 use it once I would step out. So it was a kind of a problem, I would say. Right, and you put this down as your biggest success, right? I did because <laughs> then I said, okay, guys, we need to change it. And, you know, having all mm-hmm. this experience from doing branding, minding your business podcast and talking to all these incredibly entertaining people, um, I started to, to, to look at the problem from a bit different way. So we had everything in place and uh, they just named a couple of problems that they wanted to solve, uh, which we, you know, uh, like uh, we allocated use cases that where everything was in place and all they had to do was just to use it. And so I, I thought, um, let's sell ourselves to them again for like a, like a prove it, prove it contract. We give you, I don't know, two or three weeks of our services. And if we don't have any results after that, like it's on us, we are, mm. we're out. We, we disappointed you and we are so sorry. You don't, you know, you deserve someone better. <laughs> and, uh, I was really rough on myself because I really took it personally, this project, because I was also the one who was there from the very beginning, and I really thought that it could be me. And so um, 
we took this one use case in duplicate payments. And uh, if you don't know what it is, then every organization that pays like uh, millions of invoices per year is likely, very likely, it's almost guaranteed that they will pay for some, some stuff twice. Unknowingly or by mistake, uh, it just happens. And uh, my colleagues, actually, they have developed, uh, and I will be very specific, in Oksana Kostyuk, who developed this algorithm to check uh, for duplicate payments. And we've successfully implemented it across different customers. Uh, you know, we are just scanning through all the invoices from different systems, different channels for different criteria. You know, we are comparing based on uh, different uh, fields, such as vendor name, reference number of the mm -hmm. invoice, amount of the invoice. And we can get very... I would say technical and statistical about it. So we can uh, give you a recommendations of possible, possible duplicates with uh, some, some probability. Right. And all the customer needs to do is validate it, right? They need to check the data and say, okay, this is an, a duplicate or not. And this, imagine that you have this at your hands for a year and you don't use it. And mm. so I was thinking, what can we do? How can we actually go the next step and um, make sure that they are using it? Um, and this is why I'm so excited about what Celonis is currently offering as their latest implement or latest uh, features for us, the data scientists. So that's basically the, I would say, <clears throat> the user interface where you can actually make actions and these actions are then processed back into Celonis and uh, you can actually like communicate with the system by uh, just just clicking on things which mm. wouldn't be previously possible because previously it was just a reporting tool and like uh, analysis. Now it's more like a proactive interface. And so we designed the system for them where uh, they would still get the same results, uh, still would get the same um, uh, recommendations, recommendations uh, but we would go the next step and tell them, okay, all you need to do is just click a button here and then basically whatever you do, we get the feedback back into Selenis and we show you uh, then like the ratio of how many you actually processed, how many are still pending, and then obviously how many are duplicate payments and how many not. And uh, <laughs> I remember when I was doing a workshop on this with the users, there were like uh, 10 people in the room, well, in the Zoom room, let's be specific. <laughs> <laughs> I wish in the room, uh, but uh, mm. I guess it's not 2019 anymore. And uh, I was just looking at some random example, right? So I click on the invoice, and so here's a here's a, a, a duplicate recommendation. And you know what? Let's check it right now. So I asked the user who had access to SAP. So I gave her the number of the invoice, and she like checked. And uh, this invoice was uh, interestingly worth of sixty thousand euros. Oof. Um, and uh, she was just uh, looking in the data for a bit. We were like quiet, looking at it, and she was like. Right, so um, this is a duplicate, <laughs> and we completely missed it. And like at this instance, I I had them like oh, it was yeah, yeah. it. You could feel it in the room that uh, you know the management was like uh, thinking, okay, maybe we are onto something here. Yeah, how, why, yeah. why didn't we catch it before? And so, did uh, you ever show them how many duplicates they even had? Uh, yeah, so that's the thing. We started to track it, and it's happened. It happened in January this year, and we started to do it since then. And now is uh, at the time of recording is almost end of April, and since then, <laughs> and this is a really crazy number. We are about at right now at two point eight million euros of saved savings in invoice, like in prevented or even prevented 
or uh, code duplicate payments that can be eventually uh, reversed or you know uh, yeah. requested to be paid back. Oh wow! Two point eight million since the start of start, start of January. Start of January, so yeah, four months. Wild. Four months, man. That it's, is wild. It's crazy because uh, you know all it took. The data was always there. All it took was uh, think about designing a system around people uh, and uh, have one positive experience, one positive spark that would result in them going into it and actually thinking, wow, this thing can help me. That's actually crazy. You know, considering yeah. we're all about the technology and the data and stuff like that, it always comes back to the people. Yeah. The <laughs> people are such a, such a, um, integral part of most um, initiatives be it process mining or any other right there's always you always have to keep the people in mind yeah yeah so again big thumbs up especially for for our developers who who did that i yes. just uh you Kudos, know I'm here just yeah i'm just here taking the the sweet fruit of, uh, <laughs> of her labor but uh yeah i'm very happy about that and uh, that's definitely one of my peaks so far of having uh this this milestone and uh also i'm i'm glad that i just did this proof proof kind of a deal it worked out mm -hmm. and uh i hope we will be or i know we will be implementing some new processes pretty soon so yeah. all good stuff very well done all right, man. What's up with you then? <laughs> Ooh, well, what did I put on on this list? Yeah, so <laughs> this uh, this client um, took about a year, a little over a year of my life um, to really complete. It was a migration. That's what we came in for. Um, they had an on-premise um, system that we then needed to migrate into the cloud, and with that came, of course, the big question. Are our KPIs going to match at the end of the day? Right, we see this number on the left side. Are we going to see the same number on the right? That was Wait, the Patrick, biggest hold question. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did okay. they come to us because they heard our episode about, uh, you know, on-site versus cloud uh, <laughs> and how to migrate to 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 cloud uh, episodes that we did? I think was like episode nine and ten. Or uh, <laughs> no, that was already going. The migration was already going on when ah, we did that episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a, they listened to it afterwards and I'm sure they heard a few references about themselves in that episode, but they're going to hear a few more from me now. <laughs> so um, it was uh, a lot, a lot of data. I think it was the largest cloud implementation of Salonis to date. Oh, uh, there wow. might, yeah, there might be some more now since then, but um, at that point it was a lot, a lot of data, right? And whenever you deal with a lot, a lot of data, data ingestion starts to become a big problem, right? So um, one of the big, like I said, one of the big questions is, is it going to match, right? And you just don't know, right? You have the kind of building blocks. You have the code that used to make it run on the on-premise system. You have the data model that was loaded in the on-premise system. You have the analysis that are showing you and are calculating these KPIs and stuff. You have all that stuff, right? And now you're moving it and you pray to God by the end of it, <laughs> the numbers match, right? There's nothing <laughs> worse because, I mean, imagine, imagine just a lot of legacy code. One of the big problems was there was a lot, a lot of legacy code, <laughs> years old legacy code um, where developers had left, not written documentation and things like that. And we were trying to figure out what it is that this code was. Doing. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> yes, it, probably because I complained about it for a year. So, so um, it took a lot of time. I mean, also we're kind of translating it from Oracle into Vertica. So all of the 
the different functions and stuff aren't the same. So you kind of have to think around it. How can I really I translate can't. it and not keep it one-to-one because already the functions don't match. So that was a big thing. Then we start encountering some problems. <laughs> Problem Please, one, go on. the performance. Now, these queries, uh, these transformations, the, the transformations that are changing the data, the raw data, were at some points so inefficiently written that um, essentially it just wouldn't run anymore in the cloud, right? So this became a big, big problem for us because all of a sudden it changed from a one-to-one migration to a performance-optimized migration. And now my hair starts, and like the hairs on the back of my neck start to <laughs> raise a little bit. Oh, because I remember Patrick before this project who actually used to have hair. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. now I'm looking at Patrick after the project and uh, you are both my friends. Significantly changed is what i would say yes um i think i've also started getting wrinkles and stuff from from this but <laughs> essentially the problem is as soon as you start changing the transformations right they're no longer one-to-one and you pray to god that the changes that you made optimizing them actually result in the same data at the end right and i count this i know i'm complaining a lot and there's tons of things that i could say about why this was very very difficult and took so long right these were five sprints back to back to back with a very tight schedule with uh, code reviews that happened where literally every single line of our code was analyzed if they had proper indentation and in the formatting and and things like that naming schemes and stuff all things that are good i agree um but we just had to translate it from a whole bunch of legacy code undocumented legacy code right so i guess this is one of those things that you can do in a migration just optimizing it along the way so you don't run into the same problems that we did right so that kind of multiplied all these issues. And I still remember the last sprint because, you know, the, the sprints, there were five of them, got pro- progressively more mm-hmm. difficult as time went. So the, the, It's the, like you're almost there, except you're not. <laughs> exactly. So the data models got bigger. The, the transformations started getting, the more source systems were added, the longer like, these things went on. So in the last one, sprint five, definitely one of the, the hardest things I've ever seen uh, or code right that we needed to unpack and i still remember um the the data model loading for the first time right i'd done all the migration i have written all the code translated everything you know sweat dripping from my brow everything punch that uh, punch that key the data model starts loading and i'm just so eagerly waiting to see if the numbers match right because that's the make <laughs> it or break it point right um and my god i look at the i look at the data left side kpi says 10 right? Right side, KPI says 10. Hmm, okay, that's one. And I just start going through and checking the dashboards, checking the, 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 the process explorer. Yeah, that matches, that matches, that matches, that matches. And I just go through and literally everything matches one-to-one. Oh, wow. Everything matches one-to-one. And I couldn't believe it, really. I thought I was maybe like duplicating the dashboards in on-premise and I was just looking at the same one. But no, no, it was screenshot there, right? This is strange. Yeah, exactly. So I was flabbergasted at the fact that it matched so well. And it was one of the happiest that um, those colleagues have seen me. Um, they saw me um, laughing and smiling, say, what are you so happy about? And I said, well, <laughs> look at this. And um, they were equally positively surprised. And um, we were able to migrate the, the rest of the stuff successfully. and. Everyone was happy, and that's this is one of those th- this is one of those things where it's so much work and there's so much buildup, um, and the payoff 
finally giving them the the end result and it being perfect i'm i'm gonna this is a bragging episode i'm allowed to do this it was a a perfect migration and we did it really really well and customer was happy um the the performance was amazing afterwards um super super quick it basically um a, a lot of them were loaded maybe once a week because they were so large uh, to load but we were able to get that down to four hours right so huge, wow. huge, Im- dramatic improvements in a lot of aspects of their implementation. And yeah, that was, um, I count that as one of my biggest successes. Wow. Congratulations, man. Yeah. So thanks. if I ever need support with um, transports and uh, migration, I might just God. reach out to you. Yeah, you, you may, but I might just throw a brick at you. <laughs> I think I've done enough uh, migrations for a lifetime. <laughs> That's true. It's actually our second one, right? Third. Third. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're an expert by now. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it. <laughs> cool, man. So, um, let's go back to my side. Uh, yeah. I got, uh, uh, I would say, similar kind of a project in terms of scope and just the overall yeah. complexity. I know and, what uh, you're going to say. Yeah. So my project really, uh, I didn't lose my hair. Uh, luckily, they're still there and they're still <laughs> yeah, very I'm, long. I'm jealous. And, uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> and, you know, just to be sure, I also keep my beard uh, in case I ever lose my hair. So at least I have some uh, facial hair on my head. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyhow, uh, so let's stop about beards and hair. Let's talk about the project that <laughs> went well. This, this project was uh, very specific in multiple ways. So first of all, uh, the scope was insane. Uh, this customer... They wanted to implement, it wasn't that much of a process mining, rather like a business intelligence, because they wanted to look at the very specific parts of the processes in terms of uh, performance. So they designed these, uh, they call it process performance indicators. So it still had a very, uh, a lot to do with the process, but it just wasn't process mining per se, not in the way that we are used to that, that we know it. And it really was more like a standard BI reporting. Um, the first uh, huge obstacle was just uh, how many different areas they wanted to measure. And we are really talking about procurement, about sales, deliveries, HR, uh, uh, make uh, domain as well, finance. Whoa, whoa, sorry, what is make? Um, it's like production, uh, maintenance. Oh, so making make- stuff, okay. Yeah, they, they just call it make, uh, but it's, uh, you know, uh, standard stuff like, uh, you, you know, these tables, yeah, Alf, yeah. Kafka, very, very interesting one. The bomb explosion, everybody loves the bomb explosion. Bill of materials explosion, yes. Yeah, and uh, also very specific use cases for their uh, business. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to name it right now, but uh, again, very challenging. And I have to say, when I started the project, I knew like 30% of this stuff. Mm. And now imagine that you're going to a, a workshop with these uh, with this customer, and um, I I will be very honest. They that the overall level of preparation that uh, went into this project was very very low from their side. And uh, <laughs> you know you are going to a workshop and you expect that they know what the, they would want to do, but what usually happened in these workshops that they started to argue about what they should do, and you were like sitting there thinking, okay, this is going well. <laughs> It's a, this is a discussion for a different time. <laughs> yeah, like this meme of a dog that's sitting in the burning room and you know saying, "This is fine." <laughs> this is exactly how I was feeling, and yeah. uh, you are kind of expecting them to to lay the groundwork very, very firm and uh, give you exact instructions on what they want to measure and what they want to build. But you find yourself coming out of the workshop having one screenshot of some guy showing showing some random stuff in SAP. 
and a name of custom transaction. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, okay, guys, uh, what do I do with this? Like, uh, what data do you need? But like, uh, I have no idea. And yeah. uh, to make things even worse, um, the core project team was about six or seven people. Um, but over the course of the project, we talked to like 50 or 60 more other people who were experts in the domain or the business users or the consumers of the reports. And these people are also from Oracle's the globe. So it wasn't unusual that you would have uh, calls with people from like a Central Asia, from, from Eastern Asia, from Europe, from America, and so on and so forth. So mm. already the, 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 the work, uh, like how it was scheduled was very interesting and very strange. Also, I can say, uh, that this, the, the, this customer also, the, the, the working week work was different for them as they weren't working on, on, uh, Fridays, but on Sundays. So oh. there wasn't a hundred percent overlap. And uh, also culturally, this customer was just uh, difficult, I would say, because that's <laughs> just the, and that's nothing like against the people itself. I think the people were extremely lovely, but just the way that they are looking at work and uh, the, the general way of uh, understanding cooperation between the, those two parties. And uh, you, you know uh, how it is that uh, there is a difference in, you know, when you work with Europeans and when you work with Americans. And then there's also difference when you work with like uh, people from, from uh, Saudi Arabia or Central Asia and so on. So you could tell these differences and sometimes it just led to a very unpleasant escalations and, uh, and stress that was completely unnecessary and would be all uh, caught if just the definitions at the very beginning were, were uh, very precise and very mm -hmm. concrete, which unfortunately they weren't. And uh, so if, as an analogy, would you say that you're kind of an architect and they came to you saying, we want to build a house. And then you say, okay, what kind of house would you like? And they just have no answers to your questions. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think uh, when I was describing to a friend of mine once this, this project, because it made me very stressed as well uh, because they wanted to build 70 reports uh, in, in two different tools. So one process mining tool, one another BI tool. Um, and uh, not to say that I didn't have an experience with one of those tools before and I had to learn <laughs> that as well. So that already added some, uh, some to, to my stress level up there, but obviously we can do that. So, you know, we just did. Um, and I was going to the project as, a, as a, let's say, a main project manager and also the main data scientist supported by uh, a very, very talented colleague, uh, colleagues, actually, two of them, uh, another, my colleague, Ha, uh, but also another working student uh, who is great, but wasn't there uh, like half of the time. And then imagine <laughs> that you're working on such a large, large project in uh, two and a half people, having to jump into the calls all the time just to cover for the person who's working part-time. And it's just, you know, it's just it's so much unnecessary complexity. Oh yeah, and this could be easily prevented, uh, and if everything was just well designed, would be great. And uh, like the, the 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 bottom line is that uh, we actually made everything in time, uh, and we actually uh, went through all the use UATs, user acceptance testing, and like passed all the reports. So mm. uh, when I was looking uh, at the reports for the first time or for the the the, the, the definitions, I was like, "There's no way we're gonna build this." Not all of them. <laughs> and there's no way we're going to validate this and get the approvals. And yet, like nine months later, uh, there it was. We had 70 very well 
documented and built reports uh, in two different tools over many different domains. And uh, they all got approved and we finished the projects and came up like heroes. And I was very proud wow. of that because it was very challenging, very stressful. Yeah. Uh, but uh, luckily we managed and uh, came on top. Yeah, I still remember that time because uh, sometimes you would get up to walk to a meeting and I could just hear you mumbling unpleasant <laughs> trees in, in your breath. And I know it was stressing you out a lot. Wasn't it overlapping with your a little stress project yeah, that you yeah. were just talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were just not. Uh, yeah, we were just kind of regurgitating all the yeah. all the silly things we had to deal with. Yeah, these mammoth projects are just like they are great, but also very, very bad draining. at the same time. Very yeah. draining. Yeah. Anything that goes for longer than six months, it's just so tiring. Yeah, and I mean they're necessary, and it is. We are good at what we do, right? So. That is some quality we would we want to, of course, provide throughout the entire project, not just at the beginning and where we're still enthusiastic, but now we have to push through this and get it all done. And that takes a lot of energy out of you. Yeah, yeah. But all in all, I'm, I'm glad about this project because it taught me about domains I didn't even know they existed before. Well, for instance, I had no clue that there is an HR module in SAP. Well, there is. Oh, I mean, I, I did know that. I just have no idea what it <laughs> yeah, what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> so you know, you have to learn hard way, and it uh, broadens your horizons. And eventually, sure. if it ends up being a, a good project, then you learn. Yep. Then I think it's worth it. It's funny because every time I ask you about, hey, have you done with this before? And he's like, you go back to that customer. I did something similar at th that customer. And I'm, so I know that you, you took a lot from that. Hmm. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, then there is yeah. your little baby, right? Yeah, yeah. My little labor of love. Um, so I'm a bit of a Python nerd. Um, I call myself a Python king, um, which, you know, of course I am. But um, one of those things that I started doing when I started working uh, with with Salonis and process mining and things like that was uh, I saw a big opportunity to optimize a lot of the things that we were doing, right? We have manual things to do, you know, checking columns from tables and doing copying from one place to another and um, checking where what table we are using in this transformation, right? We have a lot of manual work to do, right? So some of the stuff is ripe for automation, right? So I just started um, writing down little functions for myself that I was constantly using. So not needing to reinvent the wheel because before uh, before I got there, it was essentially just a bunch of scripts were flying around. You, everyone knows this tale. Like everyone has some local locally stored script or something that they're using to do something and just sharing it via Slack or something like that. Not very organized, right? So I said, okay, that's cool and all, but I'm just going to start aggregating all these things that are coming across my desk. All the things that I'm using and kind of building them on top of each other, right? Because there's some functions that use this and we can kind of build on top of each other. And so this just started growing, right? And all of a sudden I realized I, I just have way more than just a list of functions. I, I've got a module here. I've got multiple. I have, no, I've got multiple <laughs> modules here, actually. And um, a whole bunch of different functionalities that I can now all of a sudden organize. And all of a sudden, people started noticing. And they were like, oh, you have these, this module that can do this stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can, you can use it. Here you go. And then I realized everybody that was, um, including you, um, have some cool ideas about what you needed for, what you need automated, right? So I just started gathering everybody's ideas, everybody's sometimes ludicrous ideas <laughs> about what they wanted to automate and just started working on it. Um, you know, obviously did a GitHub so people can con contribute 
themselves, you know, and merging and pull requesting as much as they liked, um, as well as, you know, writing proper documentation was a huge part of it, right? Because I know if I don't write good documentation, everyone's going to start asking questions. <laughs> How do I use this? How do you use that? Right. So I just started really, really going deep into this Python framework. And um, it's it's grown tremendously. Automated testing and and automatic um, documentation generation and things like that. So it, it's a lot, a lot of work went into this. But um, which, you know, of course, we can't just sell or anything, right? It's more of a indirect um, savings for us, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm priding myself on being able to provide my colleagues some functionality that saves some of their time, right? That allows them to do their jobs easier. How much time does it save? Uh, well, since no one can really say and no one has tracked it, I'm going to say three billion hours. <laughs> wow! Yeah, <laughs> how I know, much is I know. this in dollars? <laughs> yeah, four bajillion gajillion dollars. Wow, yes. man! Yeah, I know. I can know. I get that saving? No, yeah. no, it's mine. Okay. <laughs> so, essentially, it was um, one of those things that was very necessary because as we started growing as a company, we needed a a a thing to aggregate a lot of these functionalities. Right? Everyone has the same questions. Everyone wants to achieve the same stuff. So this is the, the Python framework that helps you do that. And um, now it has blossomed into a very nice uh, collaboration amongst colleagues um, where we're all kind of figuring out what the best way to do these things are and keeping it growing and constantly needing to adapt it, right? Because code changes, platforms change, and all these things. So um, <laughs> there's, there's a ton of work to do. And the more I think about it, the more stuff we can add. And now I am... You know, you know when you cook something uh, right? i don't for, for some... <laughs> just kidding okay. okay let's pretend that you cook okay so and and you cook for someone either you know your parents girlfriend boyfriend whatever somebody that you care about Shows and... that you know me very well patrick <laughs> <laughs> this is more for the audience i understand so say you're cooking for me Jakub, and you know that um that point where I say, mm, that tastes really good. And you have that pride, like, hey, something I made is resonating well with somebody that I care about. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the relationship I have with this. The, the, the thing that I'm building and seeing people use it, like using it efficiently as well and having it save these people time is, is that feeling for me, exactly. Like, this is um, indirectly saving them time. It's, it's, it's a good thing. You know, that, that's what I get from mm-hmm. it. Uh, how far do you want to take it? Uh, to the moon and back. The moon and back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. At some point, I'll just um, maybe get an AI to write the stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> GPT three is getting getting quite good at this stuff. So let me know when I can like use your bot to just do all the value creation for me and to talk to people and also like uh, write queries for me and uh, just uh, sit and <laughs> uh, put my hands up. I mean, sorry, legs um, up. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll be sure I'll be sure to let you know. So now, after my little Python geekathon, um, I think it's worth to talk about something very different, which is your foray into sales. <laughs> what do you say? Oh yeah, man! I never thought I would uh, first of all call it to be you know a success story of mine or just being proud of it. But uh, generally, I started as a data scientist and I progressively uh, went more and more into this talking role. Right, so. Uh, you would probably call me a project manager now. Uh, you could call me 
I don't know, I'm, I'm called a team lead officially now based on my contract. Uh-huh. But I also, you know, we do this podcast together and uh, I pitch a lot of uh, ideas to customers and so on. And eventually mm-hmm. I just turned out to be this uh, uh, guru. <laughs> I don't I want to say guru. Messiah. Not, not at all. <laughs> but uh, more of a salesperson, really, I feel sometimes. And um, I'm, you know, I'm always very happy when my project that I work on gets uh, like a prolonged and we get a new contract, a new PO. And uh, actually, I, when I was thinking about it in this episode, uh, in my projects, I have so far 100% retention of customers, which is just amazing when you just think about it. Yes. And yeah, uh, applause is necessary. Uh, so basically, every project I worked on, either as a, as a lead or at least had a part in it, uh, always got prolonged. And you could, you know, you could call myself, I could call myself lucky. But uh, at certain point, you just think, okay, so probably there's a little bit more to that. And uh, I'm just very happy and, uh, you know, I try to stay humble about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the bragging, on the bragging episode. episode, right? You don't have to be humble here. But it's it's really good feeling. And uh, I am I am happy to be in this position where I actually can say, okay, my projects go well. And uh, I, I think I have a lot to do with that. And it's great. And even more and more, I, 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 I find myself in the situation where I talk to someone who I never talked before about uh, our services, what we can do for them. And uh, very often it also goes well. So what I see that my very big strength currently is that I started, you know, from technical background. So when I, when you start mm-hmm. as, a, as a data scientist who builds these processes himself, you learn a lot and you learn about the, the pain points these people, uh, that the business people have. You will learn about how to solve them and uh, slowly, slowly you build up the knowledge to, to address them and to get them, uh, you know, on the other side. Uh, and when you already have this and then you start uh, building up this, uh, this, this people side, when you actually know how to talk to them, how to listen to the, to the customers, uh, and how to, uh, you know, unlock whatever they are trying to, to, to find. Uh, it's, mm. it's massive. And uh, you can tell them the difference between a person who's just about the s- selling uh, part and doesn't know that much, and I don't want to say it's their problem or their mistake, it's just the fact, doesn't know that much about what is really, really going on. Uh, and I'm very happy that I can differentiate myself from this because I, I know very often, uh, or about a lot of processes and then coming into this position where I can actually position our company as, uh, as being very good at providing the service. Uh, you know, I think I'm going too far with this, but just, uh, it's a good feeling to, to sell stuff that you're really, really, uh, proud of and knowledgeable, knowledgeable of, about, and yeah. you know that you can yeah. actually help with the problem and you're not just so selling the services or the tool but you're just selling yourself and your company and you know that you can actually be uh uh to to a lot of the value uh for so when it's genuine right exactly i think you put yeah. a nice nice uh hit on the nail here yeah genuine also you're just so gosh darn charming uh, <laughs> That's nice. Uh, so are you, and that's probably why you got uh, the the lead role in the U.S. office. You want to break yeah, about I that? Yeah, I charm my way over there. Yeah, yeah. No, so um, you know, we put in a lot of work. I think you and I, and um, from that, I think um, the dedication, 
um, because we're just oh, yeah. so dedicated. <laughs> I mean, it's Friday, 5.30, and we are still recording. But do you even, Patrick, do you consider this to be work right now? <laughs> or It's hard to please consider this work. hide the beard that you have right now in your hand. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> For the audience, I am not currently <laughs> drinking. I think I've had enough for a lifetime. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yes. So essentially, um, you know, getting this opportunity to be a team lead of a of a new location, right? And you know, you and I are in the same boat here. is is a great opportunity because it not only validates what we are what we have been doing, but also kind of looking into the future. Hey, we're doing a good enough job to be able to share this knowledge, and you know get some people on the same boat and in the same direction that we were once in, right? Just for context, uh, both Patrick and myself, we've been kind of promoted uh, internally into this leading roles of the new offices of process. And so Patrick has the privilege of leading the the US team in our growing uh, office in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. And I uh, took the liberty in leading the Czech office in Prague, mm -hmm. in the you know town of my heart. So you know, being home and having this opportunity to build up a data science team here uh, is just uh, huge for me, and I really don't take it for granted. And I really, really enjoy that. Absolutely, mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things that I I very much enjoy doing. Um, also, I mean. Being in in Austin, Texas, it's it's so different to to Germany, and it's it's a it's an adventure, really, and one that I'm happy and proud of to be to be part of. You know, mm -hmm. what do you enjoy about uh, like being in this role so far? Like having to not only lead people but also take care of an actual whole new location. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff um, that comes along with it that you just never thought about. Right, so all the things that you need to take care of, and everybody that's done something similar knows this. So you just ha start have to de dealing with stuff that um, you never really thought about, mm -hmm. and it's being open minded and being dynamic in what you do on a day to day. It can change like from an email, right? All of a sudden, your whole day changes, and you must rearrange all your plans and be a little bit quick on your feet, right? So that's one of those things that I think um, was I didn't I wouldn't say it's surprising. Because I kind of knew what was coming a little bit, but not to the extent. <laughs> Let's put it that oh, way. Man. There's just a lot of stuff that um, I need to deal with. I know you as well that, you know, a year ago, you wouldn't really think of, of doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to think how much of a hassle it was to create an official legal entity of <laughs> uh, like a daughter company in Czech Republic. And yeah. you're thinking, wow, it's, Euro it's, it's European Union. It must be so easy. Well, nope. it's not. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty darn difficult, and yeah. uh, going through this process while you while you still have to take care of the customers and record podcasts so that you guys have something to listen to, yeah, uh, it takes uh, probably a lot of hair off your head, right? Stop talking about my hair, man. Just get <laughs> get over it, all right? Get over it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man, but it's just on. You know, it's right on my eyes right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking, you mentioned the podcast. I think yeah. this is another one of those that we can brag about. And Hell you know, yeah. you dear listeners are very much part of this. Um, what we consider a success—a podcast that has now over how many downloads, Jakub? How much? I think by the time this 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 will get released, it will be over eleven thousand. That's wild. Right I now, mean, one second, I will tell you right, the exact ooh. number right ooh, now. So live. as of. 
what date is today? Um, today's the 29th of April. Oh, so we are already over 11,000. So hey, we are on 11,234. That's a nice wow. number. One, two, three, four. Yeah, nice. Look at that. So, I mean, this is one of those things when, you know, when we started it, we, I, I think I've said this three times on the podcast already, like, you know, who's going to listen, like, whatever, it's, it's process mining. And all of a sudden, yeah. we're 11,000 downloads in, and it's still, it stopped be- being a number that you can visualize, and now it's just nebulous, right? It's just 11,000. Okay, what is 11,000 of? And you start picturing 11,000 of anything, and you're it's struggling, right? <laughs> Another thing that I th- was I thought was so interesting is the listen through rate, right? Yeah, it's I, pretty high. That's, it's very, that's very, very high, good. and I'm struggling to listen to myself <laughs> for like when you hear a recording of yourself, maybe five minutes or something. Whoa, Patrick, if it makes you feel any better, I struggle to listen to yourself as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just want this to be over. I, you know, I talk to you in this podcast so often. I just had enough. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, so either that is so surprising that people really take the time and listen to the things we say. And um, not to say that we don't have valuable things to say, but it's still one of those um, things that you're like, wow, people care. Yeah, people, and for that, we thank you very, yes, very much. It, it, it turns out that you are our biggest success. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, no, really, this is from, I think I also speak for Jakob that, um, dear listeners, this has been a wild journey for both Jakob and I. And um, we thank you for your listening. Patrick, since this is uh, kind of a different episode, do you want to do the ending for once? Oh, no. <laughs> Today, out of all days? Out of all days. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So, dear listeners, thank you for getting to the end of this episode. I hope you have enjoyed our ramblings and our little braggadocious um, ramblings that we have just done. And um, if you want to reach out to us, we are very active on LinkedIn. You can also find us on miningyourbusinesspodcast.com. And additionally, um, what else do you say normally? I think that's basically it. <laughs> yeah? Okay, great. We love you. All right. Then um, this episode will be released at some point, right? At some Day point, to be for determined. sure. Yeah. We, will, we will see. Maybe we, uh, we reassess and see. Uh, maybe we said too much. Uh, maybe this is uh, too much of a rambling, but we... <laughs> <laughs> it takes so much time of recording that we're probably just going to release it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fantastic. Oh, now you get to do the intro. Oh, because now you tell everyone that we do the intros only after we do the recording. <laughs> it's <laughs> a big reveal now. Oh. No, I've, I've, I've burst the it. bubble. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our show. And we will be looking forward to uh, hear from you and, you know, talk to you with the next episode of Mining Your Business podcast. Patrick, bye-bye. See you, Jakob. <laughs>